Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to It's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be taking a look at Barry Morphew's mountain lion theory with a plot twist. Now that I'm getting a clearer picture and asking questions in the timeline, things are starting to piece together bit by bit. So I'll combine Barry's personal theory with Suzanne being taken by a mountain lion and show you a working theory of mine. It's getting very, very interesting. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below, hit that notification bell, please share this video out where you can, and please give it a thumbs up. Now, let's get into it. When a loved one goes missing or killed, one of the first people that law enforcement looks at is the spouse, either to rule them out or count them in. And many times, it is the spouse that's responsible. That's just the way it is. In Suzanne Morphew's case, we can see throughout the investigation that many things are pointing to the suspicion of Barry, Suzanne's husband, by law enforcement. We see that authorities were searching their house and for 11 days. And a crime scene analyst states, with a house search for 11 days, it's most likely to recreate a crime scene. Authorities went back to the same house two months later in July with another search warrant. Law enforcement won't acknowledge the money that Barry put up as a reward for $100,000 and the other $100,000 that was matched from a friend. The FBI are involved and well, if it was a mountain lion attack, I don't think the FBI would be called in. Do you? Let's just put that out there. And Barry's electronic vehicle information, or EVI, on the truck isn't lining up with what Barry is saying. Barry's mechanical thing he did to the Bobcat doesn't line up either with what he's saying to the authorities. He did admit that in an interview that there was a discrepancy on the Bobcat. The camera footage at the Broomfield Hotel was requested by the authorities as well as in the neighborhood. And Barry's phone and truck were taken by the authorities, although that could be standard in a case like this. Authorities wouldn't let the firefighters help in the search. Why would that be? That's my question. Why is that? So I'm going to start off with a few key points about Barry now before I get into his mountain lion theory. Barry is known to be an avid hunter and an expert tracker, according to what Suzanne's brother Andy has said. And tracking is the skill of following a person or animal by the signs they leave behind. When a man or animal moves over or through the natural environment, they alter the appearance of that environment and create disturbances in it. By detecting these disturbances or sign and determining whether or not his quarry or target created it, a tracker is able to follow the quarry or target. Now, just those skills alone, he would be an invaluable resource when looking for Suzanne in the woods. Agreed? One would think that a huge search with hundreds of searchers with his brother-in-law, he'd be one heck of a resource. Only he didn't participate. And the question is why? Now, I'm not asking what the answer that Barry gave. 
I'm asking why. And what I thought of was, because he'd have to show up that day with his skills. Barry does know the difference in animals. If he was a tracker for humans, he'd know the difference between a woman walking and a man. I don't know if he has those particular skills in humans, but he is an expert in tracking, which makes this mountain lion theory very, very intriguing. Now, Barry also has a landscaping company, as we know, and he has equipment like a bobcat. Barry also has a few theories about what happened to Suzanne, and I will explore each one in a separate video in a series. So now let's dive in and talk about the mountain lion theory from Barry. And I also want to say that the bike is connected to Barry's mountain lion theory as a reminder. So he tells Morgan, his employee, that on Monday, a mountain lion got Suzanne and took her up the hill. He tells Tyson Draper in his video with them that his theory about the cat drags his prey, even though the police ruled it out within the first few days. Tyson Draper's video was on June 1st, three weeks later. Now, he also says that the police botched everything and the evidence. On Sunday, Barry asks the neighbor to go to the house to check if Suzanne is there. Neighbor says no, but the cars are. Barry asks, what about the bike? She goes back to check and no bike. And the bike is found down the ravine on Sunday night. And it also rained from what Barry stated. So now let's talk a bit about the mountain lion. In North America, mountain lions eat mainly deer, but they also eat smaller animals such as mice and rabbits. These cats have a poor sense of smell, but they have excellent vision and hearing that help them hunt in the early morning and evening hours. Their powerful hind legs enable them to jump as far as 40 to 45 feet, or 12 to 13 meters. The carnivore stalks its prey until an opportunity arises to pounce. Mountain lions cache their prey or hide it under leaves and soil, where they can come back and feed on it over the course of several days. So they drag their prey somewhere where they can cover it up. So as a tracker, you'd see drag marks, foot tracks, etc. And perhaps that's why Barry mentioned it rained. It would wreck the tracks or marks. Notable though, there were no signs of Suzanne anywhere with that bike down the ravine or traces of a mountain lion getting her or even a piece of clothing from Suzanne. Here's what mountainlion.org says about human encounters. Human encounters with mountain lions are rare and the risk of an attack is infinitely small. You are more likely to drown in your bathtub, be killed by a pet dog, or hit by lightning. If lions had any natural urge to hunt people, there would be attacks every single day. Instead, they avoid us. And I did have a look at the list of fatal attacks from a mountain lion. And the one that I read from Colorado was on January 14th, 1991. And I did wonder why there wasn't any mention of a bear attack or how that wasn't even an option. Why a mountain lion? Colorado has very similar terrain to Canada and Western Canada from where I am from. And I do know that there are black bears in that area. Now, Barry did mention uh, there was a sighting in the area of a mountain lion in Tyson's video, so perhaps that is why Barry mentioned it. Now, let's go to the timeline, and I'm going to show you how Barry's actions will support his own mountain theory plan. If he was, in fact, responsible for the disappearance of Suzanne, 
keep in mind that both the mountain lion and the bike throughout this is connected. So let's start Saturday morning. Barry's employee, Morgan Gentile, says she thought she was going to work all day at the riverfront property Barry was hired to work on. Instead, Barry tells Morgan that he has to go make his wife happy by doing a little hiking or biking. So they finish work at 11 a.m. Notable this day, Suzanne and Barry's daughters are on a camping trip, so it's just Suzanne and Barry for the weekend. My question is though, did Barry and Suzanne go hiking or biking that afternoon? And did Barry deliberately plant the seed of the idea of biking when talking to Morgan? It's possible. From that statement, it also could mean that Suzanne and Barry would have gone biking and hiking in the past. He says he has to go make that wife happy by going hiking or biking. Maybe they went often. Now at 4 p.m., reports are saying that Suzanne and Barry went to go get a sandwich, and after that, it's a mystery as to what time Suzanne actually disappeared. Now, follow along on this potential theory I'm working with, and my spidey senses are tingling on this one, let's just say, and it is a working theory, but I believe this is a highly likely scenario at this point. So Barry and Suzanne go get a sandwich at four and then something happens to Suzanne. We know that her texts to her friend suddenly stop. That's the last anyone has heard from Suzanne. We aren't sure of the time yet. So Barry comes up with this theory of the mountain lion and he's hanging on strong to that theory as we see throughout the investigation. So the question is, what does Barry need in order to support the theory of this mountain lion? He needs a bike, a cat, and an alibi. Let's start with the bike. So something happened to Suzanne, and I believe it happened inside their home. And authorities look like they believe the same thing, only because of the 11-day search and the second time coming back. Now, Barry thinks of this mountain lion theory and decides to use her bike to support it. He helps stretch the timeline by going onto Facebook and friending these guys known to Andy, proving that Suzanne is still at home and alive. Barry then chucks Suzanne's bike in his truck, drives up the street, chucks the bike over the bridge and into that ravine. Then he continues on because he still has a situation on his hands. He still has Suzanne. So he is going to need a little bit of help. So he drives to the riverfront property which is about a 20 minute drive away. And I thought to myself, why would Barry go in the middle of the night to the riverfront property? Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual. Because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. 
But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Why? And I know a lot of people thought that he would go there to maybe dispose of Suzanne or do something there at the property. And even though we did see cadaver dogs pick up something on that site, a scent, I'll address that a little later. So I ask myself why, and then it hits me. He's not going there to get rid of anything. He's going to pick something up. His bobcat. The neighbor states that she heard the equipment running in the middle of the night for about a half an hour. And she found that strange. And Barry would need some equipment to help hide Suzanne. And bobcats have attachments, as I explained in the last video. So he drives to that location. He goes and gets the ramps out to load the machine. He loads the bobcat, and if he has a few attachments he needs, he's going to have to load those two while running it. Then he needs to secure the bobcat on the trailer. Now, I have a family member who has 15 years of experience working with bobcats. So I gave him a little call, and what he told me was very interesting information. I have even more to add about that, but I will do that in another video in this series. It has to do with a possible location. So stay tuned for that. I'm investigating. So my family member said that with setting up the ramps plus loading the equipment and then chaining or restraining it down, it could easily add up to a half hour. So now we are getting somewhere. So my theory is Barry doesn't dispose of the body there. He takes the bobcat on a little trek and he drives back to the area of Maysville, possibly a little further. Now between 12 and 4 a.m. is when I believe things are really happening. After people are asleep and the town of Maysville and Salida go quiet. Barry would know that as he's lived there for two years. So it takes 20 minutes to get to the riverfront from his home in Maysville. Then about a half an hour to load the equipment and another 20 minutes to drive back to Maysville, which is now heading to be almost an hour and a half. We are hitting on around 1.30 in the morning potentially if he left after friending the guys on Facebook and planting the bike. Now, the beauty of the bobcat, possibly on Barry's bobcat, is that there wouldn't be any GPS information on it. Some newer series have it, but my understanding, many bobcats don't. So free as a bird really to go wherever you want. One could even park the truck, unload the bobcat, and go where you need to go. Now, an interesting little info snack is the Maysville area wasn't so warm that evening of May the 9th. And in the middle of the night, it was 34 degrees at 1 a.m. And it even dropped to 28 degrees. That's below the freezing point. So the ground's going to be a little chilly, let's say, and frosty and probably a little bit hard. And the higher you go up the mountain, the colder it's going to be. And harder to dig right now when I was talking to my family member he mentioned a cold ground and if it was a bit frosty it would be harder obviously to dig and take a little bit longer I asked him about a timeline if somebody wanted to say hide a body and dig down make a hole then cover it up and plus taking into consideration the time it takes to chain up the equipment again while unload the equipment, chain up the equipment, and change out attachments depending on how many is needed. I also said, what if this person 
is very meticulous who's doing it and wanted to make sure it was very well hidden and untraceable or untrackable. He told me two to three hours. He didn't even know the details of my timeline and this actually sends chills right down me because from 1.30 to 4 a.m. when he's reported to be rambling down the road texting to gather people for Broomfield, from 1.30 to 4 a.m. is two and a half hours. Now my question is, did Barry take that bobcat with him to Broomfield or did he drop it off either at his house or back at the riverfront property? So now here comes the alibi. We know at 4 a.m. from reports that Barry's texting and rambling down the road at four in the morning trying to gather people. He now needs a really good alibi for Mother's Day because he needs to stretch that timeline again and have that Sunday where Suzanne goes missing. So he texts the workers at 4 a.m. Morgan states it sounded like Barry had the worst night of his life. You got that right. Barry then stretches that timeline again by creating the story of seeing Suzanne at 5 a.m. There are discrepancies to his story as he's reported to give two versions, but he creates the story of seeing Suzanne at 5. Remember, he's creating his alibi. So at 4 a.m., he heads to Broomfield, possibly even at 5. Now here's a problem. The EVI data on his truck does not match up to what he says happened. He says he was home at 5, EVI shows 4 a.m. in the truck on the road. Does he go back home is the question, or does he keep on going? So from Maysville to Broomfield is around a three-hour drive. It's 157 miles one way and a 174 mile to drive the other route. In Tyson's video, he said he went to Denver to set up a job for his workers for them on Monday. Now there's a discrepancy again. Why did the workers arrive on Sunday if he was saying he was setting them up for Monday? What's the rush? And at 4 a.m. seems a little extreme to set up a job for Monday and call his workers. The way he sounded in Tyson's clip was it was planned well beforehand, as if he casually went to Denver and set it up for them on Monday. Morgan also stated that plans changed last minute on this job, another discrepancy. So now in Barry's mind, he has to get his butt to Denver and fast. He has to. He needs that alibi or he knows he's gonna be looked at. So he then will create the story of Suzanne going on a bike ride. If he was home and since they go hiking and biking together, as he stated, he would most likely be on that bike ride with Suzanne on Mother's Day and from the sounds of it, and that won't fly, if Suzanne was by herself, right? So, especially on Mother's Day. So he needs to get his butt to Denver. Here's another little interesting info snack. In an article, the fire chief, Robert Bertram, talked about Suzanne and how she likes to go biking before church on Sundays. Where did he get that information? That's my question. Did he get it from Suzanne because he saw her biking every Sunday? It's possible. Or did he get it from Barry, who was feeding him that story to match his timeline? Just like he mentioned to Morgan. That's what I'd like to know. We know he told Morgan about biking. He told the neighbor, what about the bike? And now the fire chief mentions the bike ride often. 
Here's the excerpt from Crime Online. It says, he said, Suzanne was known to go for a bike ride on Sunday mornings before church. He said he did not believe she attended church on May 10th, though he could not be certain. Well, church wasn't actually in attendance on May 10th, I checked. So now Barry gets to Broomfield and he supposedly sounds like he had the worst night of his life. And well, Barry must be really, really exhausted at this point. He'd be up at least 24 hours, possibly more. He was with Morgan on that Saturday morning, Suzanne in the afternoon and evening, and out in the middle of the night, and now the drive to Broomfield. My question is, what time did he arrive at Broomfield? What time did he get to the hotel? And did he ask for a super early check-in or even pay double for the hotel room? Because check-ins are typically in the afternoon. He'd be arriving in the early morning as soon as possible to be away from his home. And remember, he mentioned he knows there's cameras at that hotel room. And if he needed to support his theory that he was in Denver, he would want to show up on camera. So once he gets to the hotel, he's exhausted at this point. So my theory is he takes a shower, leaves the wet towels on the floor. He goes for a snooze in the bed from being so exhausted and not sleeping all night. But he remembers to take these insurance papers though for some reason, as mentioned, his employee Jeff Puckett sees it and says he turned it over to the authorities. The room smells, actually it reeks of chlorine. Question is why? We also hear from Andy and he mentions the home smelled of chlorine as well. Why? Barry states in an interview it's because of the COVID when it comes to the hotel. Okay, so then his girls call Barry saying they can't get a hold of their mom. Barry asks the neighbors to go check. Neighbor checks, cars are there. Barry says, what about the bike? She says no. Here's what Barry had to say about that to Tyson. The girls were running late, so they texted me on Mother's Day. So we went to, or they called my neighbors and said, listen, it's Marvin's Day. I'm a little worried. And will you go check the house? And the neighbor went to check the house. Saw that her car was there to the bike from. She called me and said, hey, we're just a little worried. And I go, well, now I'd love to know what time the girls actually called Barry and I'd love to know actually how long after that call did Barry call the neighbor and when the neighbor called back. And I'm sure Barry needed some time to think and for his theory to set in motion. Now sometime during this day, Barry does what seems like a half an hour of work at the job site according to Morgan. I still would like to know where this supposed job site is. If you know, please let me know in the comments below. I'd be very grateful. This does support my theory that Barry may have been sleeping during the day and Morgan and Jeff stated that it looked like he was in the bed and it looked like the bed was not made by the staff and only a half an hour of work done when he was there all day. So now at 5.46 p.m. the call goes in about Suzanne missing. Not sure who actually makes the call. According to Barry's employees, Barry dumps out his tools into a hotel cart for the workers, even though they aren't the right tools for the job. If it was planned, as he said in the video with Tyson, then wouldn't he be prepared with the exact tools needed for the job? Or is it, like Morgan said, a last minute decision? Again, was his bobcat in Broomfield? Was that part of this job? Or did he leave it back in Maysville or even back at the riverfront property after he used it? Where's the bobcat at this point?
So after that 5.46 p.m. call to the authorities, he heads back to Maysville, again a three-hour drive, and he tells Tyson he's back at 9 p.m. Then somebody finds the bike that night. Who is the question? Notable police did not talk about there ever being a bike ride or a bike or ever talked about the description of the bike. Oh, and Barry also said it was raining that night. But I did a little digging, you see, and it wasn't raining that night. Not according to the weather history. If you're watching and you live in Maysville and you remember Mother's Day, please tell me what you remember if it rained or not that night or day, because what I see is zero precipitation. Another discrepancy. So the bike is found and only a few days later, a personal item of Suzanne was found on the highway. If we are looking in the eyes of Barry, did he put it there that night when he planted the bike or was that later? Also the question is, was it planted in hopes that it would be found? Now he talked about an article being found by police. He said that in Tyson's video again. Police called it a personal item and Barry even mentioned he wasn't told what it was only that there was something found. Now in a previous video I did mention I find this wording interesting because he did call it an article and I had wondered if what was found ended up being an article of clothing or what was it. Suzanne's brother Andy did mention that Barry hung onto the theory of the mountain lion and did not want to let it go even though authorities were ruling it out. And that's when I think that the other theory came in with the abduction after he started realizing that this theory isn't holding up. Stay tuned for that video. Now, he told Morgan Monday morning that a mountain lion has got Suzanne and he's going to go find her. How does he know the mountain lion has Suzanne? It rained, right? According to Barry. So now, there have been behaviors from Barry that do contradict his theory just a few short days after. He was looking in a trash can for Suzanne's helmet and went to Poncha Market and wrote what he was looking for. I do wonder if that's what they found on the side of the road. Again, was it an article? Was it a helmet? What was it? Then his abduction 25 second clip of his 26 year marriage to his wife was put up, which wouldn't support his theory obviously of the mountain lion, but that was a week later. Again, stay tuned for that video. Now something else I wanna bring up that's very important, and as I say, the truth is in the details. I am questioning his wording on the mountain lion. I think he used his bobcat, and in a sense, he's telling on himself. We see that in a few different cases. We see this in the Watts case where one of the things that CW points out is the girl's blankets. And we see this with Chad Daybell where he sends a text to his wife, Tammy at the time, saying he had an encounter with a raccoon and then the kids ends up being in the pet cemetery. So this is my thought that the mountain lion is the bobcat. And speaking of the bobcat, you know how there were hits from the cadaver dogs in those three areas during the search with Andy Mormon, the riverfront property, the tree location, and the addition of some sort. The reason I believe there were hits, potentially, because that's where the big old bobcat was. Rawr. So the bobcat had to return to the site on Monday morning or that week for the job. The tree planting potentially involved the bobcat and I'm guessing the addition as well. And when the dogs hit, 
it's obviously on the cadaver scent, right? And something had to have been on the bobcat when you look at the common denominator. And ask yourself, why does Barry want so badly for that mountain lion theory to work? Because the cat, the bike, and the alibi. Let's have a chit chat below, it's closing in. I have a few more videos that I do want to put out on this theory series as I'm gathering and gaining more information. Stay tuned. Please subscribe, please like, and definitely please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.